Alright, so that's Asher. And that's Vix. <laughs> and this is Speak, Speak of, of the, the Devil. Devil. Eh, that'll work. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, uh, here we are. Um, I think we're finally more or less finished reeling with uh, trauma from our Satanic Panic series. Yes, that is upsetting to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. And today's episode, I I think it's going to be a little more lighthearted. Um Yes. Although if I think about this too much, I can probably get legitimately angry as well. <laughs> I mean, yes. On the other hand, I feel like no one can say too soon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, do we have any business or corrections corners or? Not that I know of at the moment. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Cool. So, right, uh, so, yes. This week's episode um, is predicated yes. around a simple and elegant thesis, which is mm-hmm. that angels are dicks. Yes. Which is, if those of you who watch Supernatural, you've probably heard Dean Winchester mutter that phrase multiple times. Um, but whatever else that show may get wrong. Oh, that's right, that's right. I really feel like they got that part right. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not... You know how there are all those, like, white lady people into, like, angelology? Oh, God. And they're like, they're so sweet. And I'm like, no, what? You know what? That That is a fantastic place to start with any discussion of angels. Um, actually... You you know a little bit more about Doreen Virtue than I do. Can you like Um I mean kind of give an impression of what her angel shit is like? I mean I, I don't know that much. I mean I she's very um well white lighty, very sort of standard new age in the mm-hmm. sort of like in the tradition of new thought Christianity. Yeah. Um very like soft and like these are healing beings that will bring light to you and, uh, you, know, uh, uh-huh. you know, comfort and peace and all that. And I'm like... Well, first of all, if you hear anything about an angel bringing light, you might want to think twice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, angels in, you know, sort of popular, like you said, sort of new thought, new agey Christianity whatever um angels are you know yes thought of as sweet and gentle and compassionate and healing and all that kind of lovely stuff and they sort of look yeah that like hallmark card appearance yep or the angel off the top of the christmas tree yep yeah little like rosy cheeked little cherubs that are like these little cute fat babies with wings Or, um, (laughs) you know, little fucking, almost always blonde. Yep. Yeah. Weirdly Aryan. Weirdly Aryan, (laughs) yes. Um, yeah. Well, so, 
I have some material here, and I didn't plan to necessarily start with this, but this is a, a fine place to start. Um, some descriptions from the Bible of what oh, angels goody. actually look like. Good. Now, yes. first of all, okay, slight backtracking. Angel basically just means messenger. They're yep. servants of God. I'm trying to restrain this cat that's right next to me who's jingling around and being cute but annoying. Um, I never read it out. The cat jingles. The cat jingles have to stay. Yeah, I know. It's cute. I just, I wish that she would stop headbutting my hand so that I can scroll through this webpage. So, yes, angels, messengers of God. Um, yep. A lot of the time, they actually appear looking like kind of normal-ass human men. Um, yep. Because there's a number of times that they appear in the Bible where they're basically going incognito. Um, yep. So, you know, some people will be like, oh, yes, in the Bible, angels always look terrifying. That's not quite true. Sometimes no. they just look like dudes. On the other hand, oh, my God. Yes. You get stuff like, um, this is Ezekiel 1. Four. Mm-hmm. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, huh. on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. So, kind of a winged dreidel situation. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, it gets weirder, though. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. So I I assume that means the eagle face is going backwards? I don't know. Yeah. It's a little confusing. I I thought I read something about one specific face always facing forward somehow magically. I think that might be the human face face but i'm not really sure um, crazy yeah and so you know it goes on a little bit but they're like there's fire and lightning and you know they're they're trippy looking critters <laughs> basically yep. um and then from by putting that on top of your christmas tree oh god you know what i would love to see that i know i would Wouldn't love to fun? see a scary ass four-headed four-faced angel with four wings and yeah (laughs) so then we have isaiah this is six two okay um above him stood the seraphim each had six wings with two he covered his face and with two he covered his feet and with two he flew okay which is kind of weird. It's like this angel sort of like playing peekaboo. 
Yeah. But also feels the need to cover its feet, and then it's flying around just, I don't know. Yep. Pretty strange. That's certainly a, uh, a look. I mean, I'm guessing, I don't have the context on this, but I would guess that covering the feet might be some kind of sign of respect. Purity. Yeah, purity, significance there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is, so it's just weird. Um, yeah. And then I've got, I just have one more angel description, and this is from yeah. Daniel 10, 5. Uh-huh. I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. Good. So, yeah... I don't really know how to respond to that description. It's I feel like the imagery is a little confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> but and also like it seems kind of valid because yeah. it seems like the prophet sort of trying to parse what the fuck he's seeing. Some and it's yeah. not working. Um and this is another thing about appearances of angels in the Bible. Um Almost every time, they open with Be Not Afraid. Yep. And almost every time they appear to humans, the humans respond by falling down on their face, um, is the <laughs> common phrase. It's supposed to mean, like, prostrating, but there's a lot of translations where I've seen it as falling down on their face. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, put it that way. Um, now, okay. You an angel, and you just... Yeah. If you want real yeah. entertainment, by which I mean actually stultifying boredom, read uh, yeah. Dr. A. Nyland's uh, translation of the third book of Enoch, which is just oh, this long rant about the angelic hierarchies and, you know, good. each angel greater than the last. And it keeps saying that, you know, they fall down on their face before the next angel. And there's just so much <laughs> falling down on goddamn angels, faces. Angels like dominoes. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty intense. It feels <laughs> like they don't have time to do anything except prostrate to each other or, you know, sing the praises of the Lord um, constantly. Um, that's another I thing mean, they do a lot is praising God. Yep. Um, yep. yeah, and actually in Enoch, uh, book, in the third book of Enoch, there's a passage that I can't find right now, but it particularly made an impression on me where it was talking about all the angels, um, constantly singing God's praises yes. and going sacred, sacred, sacred is the Lord of the hosts yeah. constantly. But then if they fuck yeah. up at all. Yes. God raises his pinky <laughs> finger and zaps them, and they're <laughs> annihilated utterly, and immediately replaced with new angels that don't suck at singing, which <laughs> is like, funny, but really disturbing. But also, like, why does he create ones that suck at singing? I don't, well, I guess he, I, there's also arguments over angelic free will. Um, okay. As far as I can tell, the theological um, 
consensus is that angels were created with free will. Okay, because, but like... Or at least in Christianity, because in Christianity they have to deal with how Lucifer could happen. Okay, but my question then is... But like, is fucking up an act of free will? Because that's kind of that's kind of your free will being subsumed by fucking up. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I guess that's why it seems so sadistic to me. It seems like he yeah. created angels that could exhausted and could get exhausted and start stumbling over their words and then have to be annihilated. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see it if, like, the idea was that they got distracted. They're not supposed to get distracted. They're supposed to be focused on the countenance of God. Well, that's what I mean. All the that, time. Like, that, yeah. that's the act of free will that causes Oh, that could out. be. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really explain that. Although, at one point, because Third Book of Enoch is a really weird kind of Kabbalistic text... There was some part where, like, all the sort of the ghosts of the angels that fucked up were hanging out in some weird liminal space. Okay. And that was weird. Um, of course. It's just very strange, very strange book. Um, but that's, <laughs> I mean, third book of Enoch is not the Bible. It's not even yeah. Apocrypha. It's Pseudo-Epigrapha, and I don't remember what the fuck the uh, distinction between that and Apocrypha is, other than Pseudepigrapha being a lot harder to say. But there's a difference. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's not a canonical text. And I really did want to try and focus mostly on the canonical text, the Bible, yes. today. Um, Good. Unfortunately, well, here's what I'm going to say before I get into those Bible passages more. Yes. So you might have an idea if you're, you know, a human who has absorbed pop culture at all, that yep. there are a set number of archangels and that we know what their names are. Mm -hmm. But actually the only angel mentioned in the Bible as an archangel is Michael. Ah, uh, yes. The only other angel mentioned in the Bible by name is Gabriel. Yep. And then if you count Satan, wait. that's three angels. Huh. Yeah. So, wait, Raphael doesn't come up? Book of Tobit. Oh. Yeah, he's not in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Um, much like demonology, angelos angelology, as it turns out, comes mostly from Apocrypha. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah. The weird homebrew monster manual of Christianity. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Um, they're, I believe, coming out of the Orthodox tradition. Um, uh huh. There's usually. Okay, wait. Why did I lose my list that actually had these all neat? Okay, so Catholics acknowledge three archangels, um, which is Michael, Gabriel. Wait, how many? Three. Okay, Mar Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, yes. right? Um, the Orthodox have seven, 
which it looks like they actually took this from the Book of the Watchers, which is okay. Enoch 1. Yeah. Um, so that's Uriel, Raphael, Raguel, Michael, Serachiel, Gabriel, and <laughs> Remiel. Um, Good. And there's all these other, like, names floating around. Um, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, and yeah. usually Uriel make it on there, but there's all these other weird ones like Zadkiel and Jophiel and Camiel and, yeah, yeah. just who knows. Um, and there's... All these complicated angelic hierarchies that you might have heard about. Um, yep. Usually it's thought that archangels are kind of at the top of that. But there's all these different... You've got cherubim and seraphim and thrones and dominions and powers and... Fuck if we even know what else. And yep. much like with demonologies, you'll come across a lot of different angelologies that will yes. differ from each other but yeah yep so basically the biblical angels that we're going to talk about today are mm -hmm. mostly going to be michael gabriel and then this other guy who's often called the angel of death or the destroying angel Yep. And the Bible didn't give him a name, really. Yep. Um, sometimes he's called Azrael, sometimes Samael, and then sometimes Samael is actually equated with Satan. But in the Bible, it doesn't usually really look like the destroying angel and Satan are the same. Yeah. Um, at least not when you take it in the context of the New Testament. Yes. Um, in Judaism, you could make that argument. Yes. Okay. Am I making sense, or am I just kind of rambling and geeking? You are both? making excellent sense. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do, do, do. Okay. Yeah, we have... Yep. So, honestly, most of the times that angels turn up in the Bible... Uh-huh. Is just not a good day. No. Like, it's... You rarely see them doing anything remotely nice or comforting or sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've picked out a few of my favorite incidents to talk about. Excellent. Um, I'm going to start with one that's actually pretty mild. And yet, yep. and yet still resolutely dickish. Okay. So this is from the Gospel of Luke. Um, and this is the Annunciation of the birth of John the Baptist. Okay? Okay. So I'm not going to read this whole thing. But basically, yep. there's this elderly priest named Zechariah yep. and his wife, Elizabeth is also quite advanced in years. Yep. And um, Elizabeth, I believe, is actually the cousin of, um, you know, Virgin Mary. Yes. So 
one day Zechariah is burning some incense in the temple because he's a priest. As one does. And Gabriel shows up. Yep. Um, and he says, "Hey, Zechariah, dude, um, your wife is gonna have a kid." Yep. And you're gonna name him John, and he is going to be this crazy John the Baptist guy. <laughs> of course, yep. a bit more eloquently than that, and less tongue in cheek. But you know, <laughs> Zechariah is a priest, and he's a pretty devout guy. But yeah, even he's a little skeptical because you yeah. know how. How are he and his wife, both, you know, well past the age of fertility, going to have a baby? So he asks, he says, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. <laughs> and yes, I know I hammed that up a little bit, but come the fuck on. So yeah, Zechariah is just struck mute. Also, like, that's not even necessarily disbelief. It's like... He's just like, he's like, how, how, really? And... Yeah, that's not... Yeah. He, he asked yeah. a tiny, rather circumspect question. And, <laughs> and nine months of silence for you, Zachariah. Exactly, exactly. Which, like, if you can imagine, you know, the elderly wife has realized she's pregnant, and this is probably a little upsetting and confusing to her, and her husband yeah. can't fucking talk. <laughs> And he oh, can't God. even really explain to her why he can't talk. <laughs> I mean... Imagine Zachariah, like, writing a note to his wife with, like, Sorry, honey, can't talk, cursed by angel. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gabriel just kind of creates this unpleasant situation just because he can. And yep. because the puny human dared ask one question. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's actually quite mild for angels in the Bible. As much as yep. it pisses nine, me off. Yep, now nine months of silence. You yeah. got off easy. You really got off easy. Because, um, let's, let's see what I want to do next. I guess I can kind of yes. go back in time and be okay. a little bit chronological. We okay. just took the last, well, one of the last examples I was going to deal with. And now we're going to go back to some of the first. Um, yep. So let's talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah, uh, yes. The place named for, well... Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently they invented some really fun stuff there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Our, our forebearers. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is like the spiritual ancestors of San Francisco and Los Angeles or something. 
And Northampton, Massachusetts, darling. Okay, and New York City, whatever. Um, and probably Provincetown. Yeah. So... In any case. Basically, these two angels come to the city of Sodom, and they meet yep. this guy, Lot, um, yep. who has kind of been determined by God to be, like, the one righteous man in the city or something. Okay. Um, or actually, he's he's sending the angels to check if there's any righteous people left in the city. And okay. uh, Lot sucks up to them and is like, you know, come stay with me, wash your feet, spend the night. Uh, yeah. You know, he feeds them. But, uh, so apparently these angels were kind of hotties, and yeah. they're in human form, but the, uh, <sighs> ravening homosexual stereotypes who inhabit Sodom come pounding down yeah. Lot's door and basically say, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. And Lot, being a stand-up guy, note, this is the only righteous man in Sodom. Just keep this in mind. Yep. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Yep. <laughs> Which is genuinely amazing. Um... Yep. Like, I, I'm really not liking anyone in this story, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it's nice to protect your house guests from getting raped, but doing it by throwing your own daughters to the mob? Seems maybe wrong? It, it's, Probably? It seems very troubling. Um... Anyway, though, yes. anyway, though, the angels pull Lot back inside the house, and they strike all the would-be rapists blind. Okay. And uh, then they reveal to Lot that they're angels, and that they have come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, okay. Because, because it is unrighteous, or what have you. Um, uh-huh. So Lot gathers up his family so that they can get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, and they're told to not look back as they flee the city. Yep. So they leave. The city is destroyed with freaking burning sulfur raining down on Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. Both the cities. Um, thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Which seems like slight overkill, but okay. Um, and also, yeah, like Lot's wife, for daring to look back, becomes a pillar of salt. You know... Which again, it's, it's kind of like Zechariah being struck mute. You know, it's like, come on. Really? She, she took a 
took a glance backwards. Jesus. She took a glance backwards at the place she'd been living for who knows how long. Nope. Yeah. Killer assault. Also, like, you know, what if she wasn't even glancing back to look at the city? She was just, like, checking if she dropped something. Yeah. What if, like, one of the little kids was lagging behind and she wanted to make sure it was okay? Yep. Fuck if we know. Seems unfair yep. in any interpretation that I can come up with. Yep. But then again, I'm a Satanist. I'm not really supposed to be able to deal with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Little epilogue on this story. Lot and his family were apparently so righteous that um, his daughters ended up getting Lot drunk and um, raping him so as to carry on the family line. Yep. And that's that's the righteous, the righteous survivors of Sodom. Yep. Um, so yeah, angels showing up as the harbingers of just the utter destruction of these two cities. Yep. Not seeming... Also, like, Sorry, go ahead. Also, so the phrasing, like, righteous man makes me think they're, like, women and children don't count. Oh, they really don't, is the thing. I mean, you kind of see the same thing with the story of Noah, where... Yes. They kind of, they get the righteous man, sort of the patriarch, and just everyone yeah. attached to him. Yeah. So, Cause like the women and the children... Yeah. Um, are kind of neither righteous nor unrighteous on their own. Yeah. They're defined by their No, they're just, they're just attached to Lot or Noah, as the case may be. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's... Which, actually, another, like, weird commonality between the story of Lot escaping Sodom and Gomorrah and the story of Noah is that Noah also yeah. ends up getting drunk and having um, one of his A sons uncover his nakedness, which probably there's good reason to believe that that means more than just looking at your dad naked. Yep. So, I don't know, maybe that's what happens when you just take all these other human individuals as being attached to the so-called righteous man and ignore yep. their own moral worth or lack thereof. <laughs> you yep. get a bunch of oh, fucking boy. incestuous weirdos being saved along with the so-called righteous. Then again, yeah. Lot did try to get his daughters raped. Yeah. So who yeah. knows what was going on in that family? Anyway, this is taking me a little bit away from the topic of angels are dicks to Sorry. God's righteous ones God are dick. dicks. And God is a dick. Well, God is a dick is really the thing behind the fact that angels are dicks. Yes. Um, whew! We're about to have fun! Um, yeah. <laughs> I just looked at what our next thing is. So... Oh, boy. I'm not going to retell this whole story because it's a really long fucking story, but also hopefully a lot of people already know this one. Um, yeah. You know, there was that thing in the Bible where the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt and yeah. Moses was asking the Pharaoh to stop doing that. 
And then 10 plagues were sent against the people of Egypt. Sounding familiar? So. Yes. The last plague, and honestly, kind of the most fucked up one. Yep. Because I can kind of get down with tormenting a slave society with a bunch of fucking plagues. Yes. But, um, we get to the death of the firstborn sons. Yep. Which probably includes a bunch of freaking babies and small yep. children. So that's not so nice. And um, no. of course, carrying out the sentencing on the firstborn sons is the angel of death. Yes. yes. And of course... The Jewish holiday Passover is about how the Israelites put blood on the doors of their houses so that the angel of death would pass over them and not kill their firstborn sons. Yes. Um, I th- yes. think this is our first explicit starring role by the angel of death. Yeah. So this might be Azrael. Yep. Um. Interesting character. Never really speaks. Um, yep. You never really... No one really... Yeah. Knows what that entity thinks or feels. I mean, that's kind of the same for a lot of angels, but Gabriel at least has yeah. a speaking role. Um, yeah. In which he is a dick. Yeah. And <laughs> even Michael... I don't think he has lines in the Bible, but there's kind of this idea of his personality that we can sort of develop from his very, like, martial and warlike and butch kind of role. (laughs) Yeah, and Asriel's personality is mostly murder. Yeah, I know. It's just really pretty much just a little grim reaper, you know? Like, I think it's very reasonable to sort of picture the angel of death as that stereotypical like hooded figure yeah with a fucking scythe or something like yep maybe also with four faces and four wings but but who knows (laughs) yeah i'm just saying that really gets the point across i think um this is not the only time when the angel of death commits some Pretty impressive mass slaughter. Okay. Um, we have a really fun one in um, Kings 2, or Two Kings, as it is styled. Yeah. Um, around 1935. Okay. Um, basically, some Assyrians are trying to invade the territory of the Israelites. Uh-huh. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got okay. up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. Okay. So, yeah, the king of Assyria retreats after that. I mean, okay. But yeah, there you go. Um, Angel of Death, one night, 185,000 Assyrians. In their sleep. 
Well, I mean, I guess that's probably faster than if they were awake. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they were enemy invaders or what have you. But this is still not exactly a cuddly Hallmark card. No, no. You know? Also great for on the top of the Christmas tree. Oh. (laughs) I kind of like the idea of an Azrael tree topper. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing about Azrael. He seems kind of cool and metal if you're a fucking little gothy edgelord like me. Yes. But he's... he he's God's bitch. He's he, well, he's like he's a he's the executioner. Fucking, he's God's hitman. Yeah. Except more legitimate than that. You know, God's the, the other the other angels are kind of like these sky cops, and Azrael is the guy who's fucking operating the electric chair. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. They're all just following orders, you know? Well, yeah, it's exactly. Um Yeah, no, I mean I'm not I'm not saying I like him. Merely yeah. that it would be hilarious to top a Christmas tree with him. I mean, darling. Obviously, yeah. if we have a Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> we are going to top it with Lucifer. Well, of course, darling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In a way, it's almost... Sometimes when I look at Christianity, it almost seems more satanic than Satanism. Or, well, like, sense... their idea. Yeah, their idea of satanic. Yeah. Which is to say, floridly evil. Right? Because you've just got these destroying angels just taking out huge numbers of people left and right. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, all the things I've ranted about before, you know, Abraham being ready to sacrifice his child to God and plagues and flood and just genocide and destruction and fire all over the fucking place. Yeah, no, I mean, what's Satan's kill count? (laughs) Uh, well, in the Bible? Yeah. I'm going to Google this, because I think someone counted up, counted it up. Good. It might be zero, or it might be, like, one. Hmm. Uh... Oh, ten. Okay. Because that's in the book of Job. Job. Job, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the book of Job is good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to read the internet and have a brain at the same time. It doesn't work it's very well. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. this popular count that puts um, Satan in the book of Job having... 10 uh, dead to his credit, which I think is basically the family and servants and such of Job. Yes. And then God has been tallied at 2,000. Whoa, sorry. 
I'm really fucking yep. bad at reading numbers. That is okay. Have I mentioned I have dyscalculia? You have, I'm not sure if you've mentioned it on the podcast. We both have it. So. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh God, is that, no, that's, that's a million. Sorry, 2,476,633. <laughs> My God, God, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I do want to have a side note that I, I tend to not think that Satan in the book of Job is the same as Lucifer. And that's yes. a, another thorny um, theological thing. But the thing is that Book of Job Satan actually pretty much counts in the category of angels or dicks because he yes. is explicitly serving God. Yep. And um, this is the Satan of Judaism and Islam, pretty yes. much. This is the Satan who is God's servant who could maybe be equated with the angel of death, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and it's just a very different figure from started a goddamn war in heaven. Yeah. Better to reign in hell, Lucifer. Yes. But, um, yeah, maybe we should have an episode at some point yeah. that's like something like how many Satans... Yep. Will the real Slim Satan please stand up? <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. God, angels are such cocks. They really are. Um, so those were the main stories that I wanted to talk about illustrating that yes. angels are cocks. Um, I do want to talk about Michael a little bit. Yep, let's talk about Michael. Yeah. So Michael is known um, for basically being the one who fought Lucifer in the war in heaven. Sort of yep. the one who led God's forces. And that is from Revelation 12.7. Yep. So that's actually biblical. Um, Michael is also often thought as the one driving Adam and Eve out of Eden with a flaming sword. Um, what? Just, like, I'm imagining him, like, with a flaming sword, but kind of using it almost like a push broom, trying to get, like, a cat out of the room. <laughs> 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 like, chewing. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah yeah basically michael is um he's the only one who as i mentioned is actually named as an archangel in the bible yep. um oh tonka yes he is visiting today that's very cute the epic loud ear shake is good yeah but yeah, basically the all the stories about Michael are about kind of being the war leader, sort of the commander in chief. Um, yes. Really 
Sky Cop number one. <laughs> yep. And, He's a shitty angelic police. Yeah. Um, I have a particular hate on for Michael because I went yeah. to Waldorf school where we called him Mikael and Good. Good. basically worshipped him. Um, yes. For those who don't know, Waldorf schools are weird occultism based schools that pretend to be secular um but they're they're entirely founded on anthroposophy which is some fucking uh turn of the century turn of the 20th century of course um austrian occultist dudes crazy heretical version of christianity yep where there's reincarnation for some reason Yep. And Jesus Christ is the same being as Archangel Michael. God damn it. And they are both a sun spirit. Oh, good. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, yeah. So, I don't like the dude, even though if there is a real Archangel Michael, he's probably less annoying than the anthroposophical version. <laughs> Because it's not possible to be more annoying than that. <laughs> well, what if he's exactly like the anthroposophical version, but with, like, a really high-pitched, whiny voice? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> Shout out to Supernatural again. Yep. That part where Castiel uh, banishes Michael with the words, hey, ass butt, was very cathartic to me, given my childhood Good. of going to school in a Michael cult. Good. <sighs> okay. Um, cool. I pretty much successfully talked shit on... All the angels I wanted to talk shit on. Yep. Good. Probably could have done more. But, um, that... now I'm going to switch. Okay, what? Around. I was just, isn't there that one that, like, wrestles Jacob? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the identity of the angel that wrestles Jacob is highly disputed. Yep. And it might actually be Satan. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> Good. Yeah, um, actually, let me Google this, because there's probably several yes. opinions of this. Identity of Angel Who Wrestled with Jacob. Let's go. I always think I have all my tabs open. Yep. Mm. Okay, oh, this actually brings us to another fucking weird thing. Yes. Um, sometimes the angel that wrestled with Jacob uh-huh. is actually just considered to be God himself. Huh. Because this is how Jacob gets the name Israel, okay. which means contends with God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good. Good. Yeah. Good on you, Jacob. Wrestle God. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, some believe it was Samael. Okay. Um, 
that seems to be the most popular um, okay. interpretation is that it was Samael. And um, that Samael was watching over Esau, who was, you know, Jacob's rival brother, okay. basically. Um, uh, which is... It, okay, so like a weird Kabbalistic thing, and this is a total tangent, yes. um, is throughout the Bible, you have this theme of families yeah. and siblings being kind of split against each other. Yes. And it's just constantly sort of these fairy tales where you have the good brother and the bad brother. Yes. Um, but what happens Kabbalistically is all the bad brothers um, get sort of considered part of the left emanation. Yes. Which means that if you really wanted to nerd the fuck out, and I'm sure some people have already worked on this, um, yes. but you can kind of create like a lineage of patriarchs of the left-hand path if you wanted to kind of be that type of nerd. Yep. Good. Yeah. <sighs> well then. Um, also, so another... I mentioned that sometimes there's this thing that happens where yeah. some people say it's an angel that did it, and some people say that God did it. Yes. Based on just different translations and interpretations. Yes. Um, there's another part of the text where that happens, and now I'm mad because I actually closed the tab because <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to open this can of worms. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a moment where either an angel or God attacks Moses and tries to kill him until his wife grabs a sharp stick and circumcises Moses. What the fuck? Sorry, a sharp rock. So basically, either an angel of God or God attacks Moses and tries to kill him and only stops when his wife performs an impromptu adult circumcision with a sharp rock. Wow. That actually happens in the Bible. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't going to include that one because of the weirdness of was that an angel or was that just God? But when I was Googling, all these people interpreting it were saying, oh, it was an angel. But all the translations just said the Lord. <laughs> Not angel of the Lord, just the Lord. Also, like, <laughs> if you're like... You know, rolling around, fighting God for your life. How did she manage yeah. that circumcision? I don't know. I mean, I think that Moses was probably really lucky to get away with whatever was left to him after that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, did he... Adult circumcision with sharp rock. During a weird, like, angel struggle. Or God struggle. Yep. Who knows? Could be either. Yeah. But these are the good guys. Yep. I mean, personally, I don't really want to worship a God who might just decide that I really need to get circumcised <laughs> and suddenly attack me <laughs> and try to kill yeah, me. Without warning. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Well, like, um, a, like, you need to do this or I'm going to come and get you, period, in there. That was just, it happened. I mean, 
the implication is that Moses probably should have been circumcised because he was Jewish, but he hadn't been. Because he was, yeah. Freaking found by Egyptians as an infant, yeah. right? Floating in a basket or some shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, it's kind of more God being like, I shouldn't need to tell you this. It should be obvious, Moses. You should just know. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to figure it out, but you didn't fucking figure it out, did you? And now I'm mad. <laughs> God, if you don't know why I'm mad, I can't tell you. It, it basically. <laughs> God is a stereotype of a bad girlfriend. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Um. So yeah, fuck unfallen angels. Yep. However, um, as y'all know, fallen angels are our jam. They're our buddies. They're our buddies. We love them. Yep. Um, and recently we've been working a little bit. Yep. On trying to identify which of the goetic demons yep. um, were sort of in the original team of fallen angels. Yes. Um, and there's more research to be done. Obviously, there's always more research to be done. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to read this entire list. Yep. But I'm probably just going to shout out some of the better known names yep. here um because going by the lesser key of solomon and some other sources yes you can kind of figure out what angelic orders yep. they might have come from so interestingly yep there's a little bit of disagreement on whether satan himself was an archangel or just a cherub yes um, I'm pretty sure that the cherub theory mostly comes from Ezekiel. Yes. And it's a passage that is very dubiously about Satan yeah. and more obviously actually about the Prince of Tear. Yeah. Um, but the Archangel idea is even more apocryphal than that, so who the fuck knows? Yep. Um, there's also a demon called Gemos who was an archangel. Yep. And uh, Belial was possibly an archangel. Yep. Um, and then Beelzebub yep. was a cherub. Yep. Aww. Little baby. Well, we know that cherubs were actually, like, freaky I'm... lions with wings, but it still sounds weird to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, little cherub, lord of the flies, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Um, King Payman of Hereditary Fame, who was much nicer in person... And better looking. ...was... And better looking, very much so. Uh, was of the Order of Dominions. Yep. And... I think those are all the ones I want to talk about right now. Yes. Because... Look, I have hella love for all these demons and don't mean any of them any disrespect. Yep. 
but um, I think most of our listeners are not necessarily interested in just, yeah. it would be like reading a list of cats. Yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe I can link this list on our website or something if you really want to look at it. Yeah, we can we can do that, yeah. and then people can you know go and check if your favorite demon is on there. Maybe totally. if you want. And also, the list is slightly a work in progress because we're trying to crunch a bunch of different sources <laughs> that disagree. So if, <laughs> so if you have information, also do send it to us. We appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, cool. Um, Yes. Well, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about angels at the moment. Yeah. Do you have any further questions, comments, or concerns about angels? <laughs> Which was the one that came to Mary? Uh, Gabriel. Is that what happened? Gabriel, uh, okay. yeah. Um, he did all the enunciations uh back then okay. apparently all the fucking baby announcements <laughs> it's a boy yep you never even yep. got laid and now you're pregnant yep here's your birth announcements i had them pre-printed oh god yeah pretty much yeah and just like this terrifying angel throwing you a like a baby shower? I mean, excuse me for being incredibly, incredibly crude and blasphemous. But yes. can you imagine having your hymen break while giving birth? Right? That's just messed up. So, yeah, I mean, honestly... I didn't even go into that story of why angels are scary, because a lot of people would argue that's not scary. But to me, the idea of an angel just showing up and saying, boom, you're pregnant. Worst and thing and you're sitting there going, what? How? Why? I was waiting for marriage. I have my, my purity ring on and everything. Nope. Nope. Pregnancy for you. Yeah, you know, all of these Christians saying that abstinence is an effective method of birth control. Yeah, not quite 100% <laughs> effective, apparently. I wonder if any of them actually make that joke, because I would almost respect that. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Yeah, same. They probably don't. Yeah, I would refer to... But we do. We do. We, we did that, so now they don't have to. Yep. Oh, cool. Um, yes. Ooh. Satanic backwards message. Do you have any ideas for one? Um, I do, actually. Okay. Halo, halo, halo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So, um. This has been Speak of the Devil, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. You can find us on Facebook at Speak of the Devil Podcast, uh, Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast, excuse me. Um, you can email us at speakofthedevil666 at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Speak of the Dev. Follow us, please. 
subscribe on wherever you do podcasts. That would be lovely. The music is, as always, somehow Satan got behind me by Electric Mirrors. Until next week, hail Satan. Good.